Hello, everybody. It is socially distant sports bar time. Hello. 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 This is with Adam Hurry. Yes. Football Clichés on Twitter, does the Football Clichés podcast for The Athletic and wrote the book Football Clichés. And we have a lot in common, Adam and I. I really, really like Adam. He does things like, you know the Neville Southall video, Well Done, He's 13? Yes. That young goalkeeper who was 13 was called Jamie from Leeds. He found Mm. Jamie from Leeds for the Daily Telegraph and interviewed him. He's got one of those minds or personalities where he just notices tiny little details. And this is like spoiler alert from the podcast. Because he lived abroad as a kid, he he only had three football videos. That was his only introduction to footballs, which he just watched again and again and again and again. So he's got a very, very sort of deep knowledge of football from a certain era. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've I've been on his podcast a couple of times and he's a, he's a really good bloke. So I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was super fun. We like Adam and that's why he's on. Mm. But I like the fact that he has the Bubbins approach to podcasting yeah, yeah. as well, where he likes his own <laughs> podcast and yeah. everything else is a, I haven't yeah. got time for that. Yeah. He texted I me really last like night. That. He said, what, what is it? <laughs> What, 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 what is the So he did say by the end of the of the uh, of the show that uh, he understood yeah. why we have so many listeners. Yeah, which is nice. And he it? said he would listen to it. There we go. Then he bemoaned the fact they were three hours long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so every advantage is a disadvantage yeah. to someone else. Break it up, innit? Break it up. Yeah. If you are a football cliches fan, by the way, and you've come across to listen to Adam, hello, welcome, welcome. Try this out as I guess your little sort of dipping your toe into what we give do. us a sniff. Entry level distant pod. Yeah, entry level distant pod. I would say, I was going to say second entry for you, um, would be the pint-sized distant pods on a Sunday. Have, have a look through some of those. If you like those as well, then maybe this is your, going to be your second yeah. favourite podcast. Yeah. And that's all right. Might be that's your first okay. favourite. You might like this more than Adam's. <laughs> yeah, we're going to, yeah. basically, we're, we're trying yeah. to drag over audience yeah. and steal them. Yeah. 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 And if you haven't got time yeah. then, just listen to ours. Yeah, just yeah. get rid of Adam's. You know. Get rid of the football yeah. cliches off your favourites. Yeah. go on. And just listen to us. This is great. I thought of it this way. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's got he a sort great. of colonial approach to other people's podcasts. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm of a local. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Let's feed off them. <laughs> so here is part one of this week's Social Distance Sports Bar. Adam Hurry is the guest. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is a paid advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, we all carry around lots of different sort of stress moments, whether it's like big or small. It could be as huge as, how am I going to pay the mortgage this month? Or, you know, I'm I'm ill, but I don't really want to talk to anybody about that because I don't want to make them feel stressed about it as well. Or, you know, it could be just as, something as small as, how am I going to get to school pickup in time? I've got a meeting. How do I change that? How do I move that? I forgot to cancel that. And, Lots of the time we keep it bottled up and whether it's big or small, it can really start to affect us negatively. And Therapy is kind of a safe space to get those things off your chest. So whether it's like coming up with plans to to organize your life a little bit better or whether it's just having someone to talk to about those things you don't want to stress out your mates or your family with. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable and entirely online. You will be matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time. 
Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash distant. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash distant. Let's go. Let's go. That's how it- I'm pleased. Uh, I'm excited. You excited? I did explain to Stefan earlier, chaps, that um, uh, at eleven o'clock there's a delivery coming from DPD. Okay. Good to specify the company. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting free deliveries after this. <laughs> is this one of our subliminal adverts that we're not supposed to do? Yeah. This is good. This. I got a bed. What's well, I got a bed? Kelly's mother. In a, in a, what can be described as a dream scenario, Adam? I mm. live with my mother-in-law. <laughs> just her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wife left me years ago. <laughs> That's why she left. Mother-in-law just took a shine to him. <laughs> she wasn't made of wood. I was having a bath. <laughs> what, what do you want? One thing led to another. It's fine. Kids call her nanny mum. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's nice for them, isn't it? She's having a, a mobility bed delivered. Oh, lovely. Well, my life's turned into a fucking, honest to God. What is a mobility bed? Is that a cross between a mobility scooter? And it, a allows my, it allows Mike to do less of the work. <laughs> yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike's going to do yeah. the school run in bed. That's what it sounds like to me. It moves it backwards and forwards for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a button on the side. Yeah. Where, where the arthritis flares up. That's wonderful. Multi-speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. You know, it's like one of those beds you're getting. It's probably not called a mobility bed. A bed that sort of... It's probably not. You know, sits you upright and gets you out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. wicked. Yeah, yeah. I've basically become Timothy Lumsden from Sorry. I live with... <laughs> I don't know how this has happened. It's another solid 1983 reference. Yeah. I'd like to keep it, you know. It terrifies me, the rate at which our listeners are dying off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they're dying more quickly than our references are changing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the horrifying thing. 83 is a good, I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's the year I was born. So I, oh, that's the benchmark. Don't yes. go any earlier than that. Yeah. That's good. I started comprehensive school in 83. That's Did you? Second. Yeah. That's why I started secondary school. So what's the first year of football you remember really well, Adam? Probably a bit delayed for me because we lived abroad and we didn't get much football. What, abroad? So I got, I got abroad abroad is very loose. Were you on the I run? know. We, we, lived in, um, we lived in Karachi for five years. Oh, okay. Did you? Yeah, you were- My dad was a civil servant. Okay. worked for the Foreign Office. And uh, the only football I consumed, and, and it was only really football I cared about, was um, from goals videos that our grandparents sort of shipped over to us. So that so I- is why we have the same cultural references. Pretty much. Because we obviously had the same videos. And I had about three videos that I watched continuously for about five years. So, Me I mean, too, yeah. It's not like art. It's not like politics where you have to have a breadth of mm. appreciation of something to, to really kind of to really understand it. With football, if you just have one thing and you watch it loads and loads and loads, you yes. get football as yes. far as I'm concerned. And that's what I had. An unusual entry into football consumption. What was Karachi like for a kid, for a kid growing up? Bloody brilliant. Was it? Yeah. The weather's incredible. Had a yeah. nice school to go to. My brother, who's older than me, he went to like a proper American high school. Had a commute though from there, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, I mean, big, a, yellow, a big yellow plane. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's the one thing you didn't have a big yellow bus taken in there but yeah apart from the surroundings completely indiscriminate from an actual American high school they had everything you want cool. and I went to this tiny little British school which had three kids in my class and yeah. my mum who was a teacher kept moving up a year to stop to not teach me does she wow well, she, didn't want, she didn't want to be didn't want to be your teacher well, she's probably fine because what do you call I, your mum if she's yeah. your teacher? Oh, you call mum in the middle of the class, do you? Yeah, so, no, that'd be bad. For the best. My mum was a teacher and yeah, she did mind. a little bit of yeah, supply in yeah. my primary school when okay. I was in year four or five. And yeah. I absolutely hated it. Have we all got, have we, have the four of us all got parents who were teachers? My dad was my headmaster in comp. Oh, which is absolute fucking torture. That is the Just, worst. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse. So was he harder on you or easier on you? Caned every day. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beat the shit out of me. But whenever teachers, you could tell which teachers didn't like him or he didn't get on with because you'd get sent to him by them because uh, they, oh, they, would, they would immediately no. take against you. And you just get sent there and you just go, I dad. And then leave because <laughs> you, I could just pretend that, oh, mum said, could you do this later? And then it's back to class. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, great, yeah. great way of getting around being told off. See, my mum was a was a teacher, but she retired. She started stop teaching very young. When my sister was born, she stopped teaching. So okay, I, but she taught. It was split in bar anyway. There was boys and girls school, so it was different. Yeah, yeah. So my mum was a PE teacher, but she took that into like playing sport against my mother was always super competitive. Yeah, <laughs> and she would always beat me at that age. Wow, golf, squash, tennis, whatever, kick my wrestling. Ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she loved boxing. I told you before, she used to know all the weights and all the champions and all the... Brilliant. Yeah. She's in the kitchen, tea towels wrapped around her fist. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the fridge in Tesco, just beating up carcasses after she watched Rocky. Because <laughs> my mother's from Carmarthen. Mm. When I went to school in Carmarthen... I she... genuinely thought you were going to say Karachi then, just to... Well, no, no, she'd been at school... Oh, yeah, I remember She'd been at school with a lot of the teachers, and I thought that that would stand me in good stead. Mm. And it didn't at all. No, it's mm. the school. They did not give a fuck that no. they'd been at primary school with my mum when I wasn't handing in homework and all that kind of stuff. And I remember thinking, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, you know, what is the, yeah, what's the point of having a mother who's also from well, here? You must have been in a lot of cricket over there, Adam. I mean, growing up in Karachi, it must have been a big cricket place, wasn't it? I can tell you with a degree of certainty that I took a catch at the Karachi cricket ground. Ooh. And, and that is my cricketing claim to fame, because other than that, I have no appreciation for it whatsoever. I, I tolerate it, and I see why people like it. Tolerate Absolutely it. not for me. It's just not for me. If you'd been given three cricket videos, you'd now be doing the Cricket Clichés podcast for The Athletic. There's a fair chance that that could be the case. It could be anything. But yeah, thank God what? I chose the world's most popular sport. Yeah, NFL and, and rugby are my two main loves. Okay. And going back to that, so when I was a kid, I had the NFL Crunch Time video. Mm. And I had 101 Great Try. <laughs> wow, there's a rugby equivalent of 101 oh, yeah. Great Goals. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. they sat oh. in that office for ages. I had 101 Great Tries. <laughs> and I watched those two videos on a loop through the 80s. Wow. Like, my knowledge of, of 80s American football mm. and 80s rugby is mm. very strong. Yeah, me too, which is why when we were chatting to Felix White of the Maccabees and Taylanders, I brought up Roger Bidgood, a centre who almost had a cap for Wales in 1987. It was a strong moment, I thought. It was, yeah. <laughs> you know, Felix smiled. But I remember that he had been capped later. Yes, yeah. Yes, in 1992 he was yeah. capped. Yeah. It's the, what's what Sorry about my, that, But you know what, though? <laughs> my kids will watch the same TV shows again and again and again. Yes, yeah. Even though they've got endless choice. Oh, the investigators. Mm. 
Christ. Yes, The Investigators. The Investigators. I've seen all of that series. I watched Jesse, the Disney Channel show. I've seen it. I mean, I must have seen 10 of each episode ever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluey, I've seen loads of. Mm. I've seen loads of blueies. Yeah, Mike's got a whole stack of blueies. <laughs> i got a washing machine box full of them if you want them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i got nothing to play them on. <laughs> I think children like repetition. I had saves of the eight, no saves of the eighty nine ninety season saves galore. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Get it right, Al. Yeah, come that was so- actually on my long list. Was so it? Was on, it? <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing with saves galore, it saves aren't interesting enough, and there's there wasn't enough good saves that season. Oh, I don't agree. I had it, oh, and, and that was one of the three videos I, I had. It's a tough watch. Saves galore. Uh, looking back retrospectively, you think yes, okay, that is a tenuous thing to base a video around. But at the time, I thought <laughs> this is amazing. I want to be a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was one back passes. <laughs> I watched it about ten years ago, and I did. I did watch it the whole way through, but after about forty minutes, thought, yeah, I the bloopers to, are good though with a little blooper sound. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The blooper thing is good, but then yeah. Danny Baker had that whole sort of that area sort of wrapped up then, sort of mid nineties. Yes. As did Dennis Waterman. Yeah, Bob Mills. When, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Waterman did much of the seventies, and Baker did oh, much of the eighties. I've never been so proud of my daughter who's ten. So I picked her up from school the other day and I found an air freshener in my car that was in the packet that I bought specially. I put it on the review mirror. Specially? And she, and she well, listen to this. Because she gets in, she said, Dad, is that, is that Starsky and Hutch? I said, no, babe, that, this, this was a British show. She went, is it Minder? I said, no, it's not Minder. She said, but he was in Minder. I said, yeah, he was in Minder, but that isn't Minder. She went, is it the Sweeney then? I said, it is the Sweeney. Wow. Well done. Because she recognised Dennis Waterman. Wow, he's like a cult leader. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so she she knew Starsky and Hutch, Sweeney, and Minder. That's so worrying for an eleven-year-old. Ten. Oh, sorry. You know how British generals in World War One and in World War Two were criticised for fighting the previous war. Yes. It's like you, <laughs> you, 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 yeah. you're bringing up a child. Yeah. Who would be? It would be really popular if it was 1981. Oh, yeah. In terms of her references. But unfortunately, it's 2023, so... Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Because things age. What do you mean? That sounds really deep, it, but also not at all. In the words of the, in the, words of the great Adamant, I don't follow fashion. That'd be a joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I understand the phrase again. But again, don't yeah. know what it means. Well, you mentioned mullet yesterday, you know? Yeah. Because everyone's got a mullet now. You can either have a mullet now, in which case you look a bit daft in 10 years' time. Yes. Or you can do your own thing now, when you look a bit daft now, but then in 10 years' time, I'll go, he was cool, wasn't he? Whenever I saw mullets, he, he, refused to, he refused to join what the mullet gang. The way Adam is dressed right now, yes. in 10 years' time, no one is going to say, Jesus Christ, that is so 2023. No, no it's nice. No. Because yeah. it's just, it's just it's a fit. nice jumper. I look like I'm being visited in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The look I go for. It, yeah, yeah, I think we might be in the same... Block of prison, actually, you? Yeah, yeah. It's just a nice grey jumper. Yeah. No one can say, for me, that look sums up no. for me. 23. Who says that? People don't say for, for me, me in real For life, me, though. Clive. Yeah. For me, Clive. For me. That is a good coffee for me. Got a pink watch. How's that? Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah that, he's got that. That'd be there we go. But that could be there 80s, go. couldn't it? People will remember that. that yeah. Be 80s, too. Yeah. That, but, uh, Adam, is uh, the F91W. It really is. Got yeah. three of them. 
and that makes me a watchman. Shut I've got th- the fuck up. Well, because you just what? you want the ne- you want the other colour. You just keep buying different colours. I've got what? blue one. I've got transparency blue one. What's an F ninety one W? It's the it's the it's one of the first Casio watches. Yeah, Casio oh, watches. Right. The what, you saw that within sec. Seriously? Yeah, it's it's the standard comedian standard issue watch because ah. it's got a stopwatch on it. Oh, do you not get that, Mike? So you can time your set. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike runs his own race. No, <laughs> so there are some clubs that, that don't book him. Because I've got a Hamilton Ventura, that's why. Mm. What's that? Which is, that was Elvis's favourite watch in the 60s. Yeah, okay. but it's difficult. How do you time your set to that? Oh, there's a twat. You can't see the hands either. <laughs> I mean, I overrun all the time and don't get booked again. <laughs> Awful. But Awful on my terms. Yeah. <laughs> Very much been your career path. It's on like my terms. Chance, yeah. One thing I was going to ask you, Adam, mm. is when you were growing up, what did you think you were going to do? Because now you've got a great life mm. utilising <laughs> your very, very, I wouldn't say very niche, but pretty niche. a niche approach niche. to the world's most popular sport. Yeah. But, you know, through podcasts and stuff that didn't exist then. Mm. It's like, you know, I, I do lots of podcasts now. I didn't grow up wanting to be a podcaster because they you didn't shit exist. shit podcast. How do you do the I was going to say. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, I agree. So when you were growing up, what did you think you No, that was a do? genuine question. How, 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 how do you... Uh, very little prep. Okay, good. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, so just, just, just you lend that to all the ones you do. Cruising through life. Yeah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> prep, is, prep is everything. Oh, I don't prep. Probably easier to work backwards, really, because... The Clichés pod is essentially a convenient, well-timed, thank God it's here vehicle for everything that, that I've consumed in my brain for football mm. yeah. for the last 30 years. Thank God it exists. I mean, I had Clichés as a concept before. It was the blog and that sort of stuff, which yeah. kind of it sort of scratched that itch. And then the book, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So when podcasts came out, you must have thought, this is right on my alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. But the, the podcast, because, because it's a little bit looser than, than sort of written work you can kind of express yourself a bit more you can get across these kind of more niche mm. things that are so hard to describe in in written form and it's it's not i'm not saying it's it's not higher brow consumption of football at all i would never claim it's that it's just a deeper way of looking at it but without being sort of intellectually challenged it's i'm confronting people with stuff that they they know they have seen yes. for yeah. decades yes and only when they when it's really shoved in front of their faces they go oh my god this happens all the time. Yes. There's this pattern of behaviour. And it, the fundamental core point of it, and this is what I've lived and breathed for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years almost, is that football is so big. Yeah. The consumption of it is so widespread, like way beyond saturation points, to absolutely ridiculous levels. Yeah. But there isn't enough stuff to sustain it, to fill that. So we end up repeating ourselves over and over again. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about patterns of language. I'm talking about formats and concepts yeah. and, and bits of content. And, you know, I, I work for a sports website. I, I'm more aware of that than ever. And uh, we just end up having to repeat ourselves. And it's become, that repetition has become accepted. It's, no one thinks it's boring. Yeah. You just, it just has to happen. Thank you have God. to fill that massive <laughs> void. So yeah, here we are. But when I read your book... The amount of I've got three copies of your book, and possibly four. I've only got people, one because people why. see it and think, "Ellis is going to love this." Oh, okay, not thinking that I, that I already have it. This is exactly what it's so designed I, for. I yeah. bought one. I think I got sent one. I think by your publisher, right? And then I've had them bought for me as presents and stuff. But the, when I read it, the amount of times in the first sort of twenty pages where I would put it down and go, "Yes," and then I thought, "Well, this is an unsustainable way of reading the book because." <laughs> It's going to take ages if I keep putting it down and going, yes. Yep, that's true. 
and especially and the the cliches podcast as well obviously does that. But what what do you think? Or with all this stuff in your head, all this football stuff, when say in the early two thousands, pre podcast, sort of pre blogs, mm. what did you think you were going to do with it? At that point, it was just pub conversations. Yeah. And yes. What What did you think your job was going to be? Going to the pub. So that so that would, that would have been just coming out of uni at that point. Yeah. And I did. The, the most Mickey Mouse of subjects of all, which is media studies. Oh, hi. And film. And don't film. Have a, don't have a go Media stuff. and film. Right, okay. <laughs> and I, I had a sort of vague concept that I was just going to end up working for a magazine. I would be doing a job at a magazine. Didn't know yeah. what it was. Like a research. Bit of writing, just a bit of desk, yeah. sitting at a deskness. Uh, but no idea what magazine <laughs> that would be. Just like a, you know, I don't know, loaded, whatever. God knows. Yeah, yes. like 442 um, or When Saturday Comes. 442 would like have that. been the dream. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. I sent the emails When Saturday Comes, as all media graduates do, yes. saying, can I come with work experience? Yep. They sent you a lovely message back saying, oh, we've got enough people not. to make the tea. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. It's like, there's just no point. And that was it. That was the extent of my ambition. I still can't email people now. I just haven't got the thick skin yeah. to be told no. <laughs> so at that point, yeah, go and work for a magazine or something. And then I ended up writing TV listings. <laughs> Which is the next best thing. And so, but uh, I wrote sports TV listings. And every now, for every sort of one in 10 programs, there would be some, the, the description wouldn't exist from the broadcaster. You'd have to go and work it out for yourself and figure out what the programs would be about. Or it would be like a live football game. And that, those sort of 200 characters, I think it was from memory, a bit like Twitter, really. Yeah. You had to sum up the upcoming fixture. Uh, on Sky Sports 1 or something for the weekend. And that, to me, was a dream. And that's yeah. where it started to cultivate. And then, more annoyingly, a book came out called The Football Lexicon, which sounds like someone trying to avoid the brand name of my book, and um, completely nailed it. And I was so annoyed. It was two professors from Oxford, I think, or Cambridge. And they'd, complete, they'd written in sort of dictionary form the language of football yes. and how it's, how it's used. And I, I realised I'm completely undermining my own brand here. But I was so furious. And I got a copy of it and I wrote loads of notes in all the margins and I ended up filling it and going, sod this, I'm going to do it myself. So, yeah. And then later on, the Football Clichés podcast was born after all of that. Did you know you're the, um, the 21st biggest sports podcast in Costa Rica? Oh, we really? You were number three a couple of weeks ago. To actually uh, do you know what that might be? We did... Countries that have no military. We, we did, yes, that's exactly what we, we did. did a Spanish documentary episode. about it. It's all in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a documentary that Jody Avagan had done, and Jody is from Costa Rica. Wow. Originally. So that makes, I that makes if, sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I wonder if the Costa Ricans jumped on board. I don't know. They jumped on board because of a Costa Rican documentary we did, listened to the podcast, mm. and then all en masse thought, we're never listening to that again. Yeah. That's shit. Oh, great. That's, Let's do <laughs> a Chinese. Perfect sense. Why don't we do a Chinese documentary? Or Indian. Just well, I'm hoping that Adam's, yeah, Adam's Karachi links will help us. Yeah. Could be. Hashtag Karachi yeah. on the Twitter. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> like hashtag India, hashtag Karachi, hashtag Indian sport. It's Pakistan, Great. but still, carry on. I was going to say, it's Pakistan. It's going to get, hashtag you've lost a few thousand listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, immediately we've caused a problem. They don't like that. They don't hashtag like that. India with a big <laughs> thumbs down. Do you think? That. Yeah, oh, that's, that's better. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine... That would help yeah. the situation. I should apologise to all our Indian and Pakistani <laughs> listeners. <laughs> That's good. That's fine. That's good. My granddad was on the northwest good. frontier in the 1930s. You going to apologise? Stationed in Rolpindi. <laughs> just did a job. Okay. Just like, <laughs> like, like that, I go back in a fucking coal mine. <laughs> just doing a job. Yeah. <laughs> I think partition worked out quite well. When you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think partition worked out quite well. Wow. Excellent. So that's a joke, mm. joke there. That's a 
It's a little joke. Yeah, that's 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 our brand. Clarify that was seg tongue in cheek. When you when you wrote the listings, Adam, mm. did you ever get any feedback? Did anyone say you've really summed up Southampton versus Charlton there? I don't remember any sort of feedback from from sort of readers per se because we were too distant from that. But there was plenty of sort of internal feedback. I remember, you know, in my cricket ignorance, I think it was I think it was Bangladesh. It was a. Uh, it it's it might be the world, cricket World Cup. <laughs> that's, that's not in you either, Mark <laughs> I described Bangladesh as rank outsiders, and I think it was in a kind of short okay. form version of cricket, like World Cup T Twenty or whatever that, whatever the yeah. equivalent of that was, and um, got admonished for that for saying no, no, they're not, they're not rank outsiders. They're a lot, mm. they're better than that. So that was annoying. Um, I think yeah. I'm pretty sure we had a Knotts Forest at one point. Oh, which is not my doing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, stuff like that. But people get quite upset about when they see them on there. Program guides. And this is not meant to be in any way disparaging, right? But that we say that you're a writer of like sports TV listens, how you sort of got your break. This, that's one of those jobs you don't think anyone actually does. Like yeah. when you when yeah, I scroll yeah. through like when you go through like a TV guide on Sky, you don't yeah. think someone's got to write all those descriptions yeah. for those things. Uh, and yeah, you'd be right to think that. But yeah, there's an office full of people <laughs> beavering away on computers, Amazing. either copying and pasting it in or writing it themselves yes. to mixed results. <laughs> And then in, I think is it Netflix. It does the, it narrows down to like four or five words under mm. under uh, like mm. the office, for instance. Right? Yeah, watch action, adventure, comedy, moving. Have you seen the office description? If you if, if you had to sum up the office in five words, the British office, yeah. none of those five words would be in the description that's on Netflix. I right. bet it said something like uplifting or something, didn't it? I'm gonna find it now. Netflix description of the office. Yeah, to give you give a sort of further illustration of what that office was like, the. The, the main workforce that weren't sort of middle managers and stuff, they were basically all sort of frustrated stand-up comedians, comedy yeah, writers, yeah. you know, wannabe sort of proper journalists. So, so there's podcasts to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. going to say, you've pretty much described <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, if I, if I worked there now, I would be a frustrated sort of podcast host, no question. Mm. But when, when I joined right at the start, we were owned by the BBC. We were part of the commercial arm, the BBC. So anyone who joined basically thought they were working for the BBC. That's kind of what I told people I did. So you had this mixture of like, I really want to do this instead, but also ah, I can tell people I work for the BBC. So it's fine. And I technically do writing. So yeah, I write for the BBC. That's what I used to tell people at the age of 21. Yeah, uh, Whittacombe worked for Dora the Explorer magazine. Did yeah, yeah, that was one of his first jobs at university. He was a contributor to Dory the Explorer, and he got to say that he was a writer. That is sensational. I think I can say that. I think long enough has gone now. I can say this without him getting in trouble. Josh worked for The Guardian as well. Yes, he did, yeah. Working on the website, and he would do things like yeah. minute by minute and over by overs on the cricket. And I'd come back from a gig, and he was doing a, he was doing a, a late shift, and it was about midnight, and he sent me a text and he said, Are you in front of a computer, can you be? And I said, yes. He said, in one minute, go onto the Guardian Sport website. And I went, all right then. So I left, he said, but it's got to be in exactly 60 seconds and it will only be up there for a second. Take a screenshot and then I'll have to take it down uh, or I'll get sacked. Because <laughs> he was in charge of the website. He reasoned that no one would be reading it at that time. Apart from Spot me, on. yeah, and it was uh, it was Wales win World Cup. Ellis James scores hat trick as the headline, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then obviously changed it back to Lampard scores brace against Bayer Leverkusen or whatever, whatever it had been. But if you if you'd logged onto the website then, you'd have thought, fucking hell! It just I took a screenshot. I had my screensaver for ages because he'd done a really good job in it because he was because uh, he was sorting out the website. But uh, that's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, cool. the disproportionate power you wield 
when you're operating a sort of minute by minute or a live blog. You can basically say what you want. Mm. It's, it's a portion of most sort of national newspapers, websites or, or anything else where the style guide goes out the window, the kind of editorial policy goes out the window. And mm. to within a whisker of reason, you can basically write what you want because it's, yeah. it is, it's the internet equivalent of fish and chip paper. But no, nobody reads a live blog two days later. So you can, it's very much in the moment. You can say some very odd things and go down some very weird tangents. It's, it's completely unpoliced, sort of the minute-by-minute minute industry. And it's, like, it's such a weird thing. I don't get why people consume sport that way. No. Even if you couldn't access a TV, I still just wouldn't, I just wouldn't do it. I'd be sitting there staring at the score instead on live score or something. It's a slightly more interesting way of watching football on CFAX. Yeah. Which people used to do years mm. ago. And it was which great. now, I mean... There was no really options there, was there? No. No. It was so little football Especially, on TV. Yeah, football, county championship cricket. Fledgling format called radio, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the early podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I listen to football on radio and rugby on radio. It's never the same, though, is it? It isn't as good. I'm not trying to be arty about it. Like, I remember when Bill McLaren left BBC. Sorry, he stayed at BBC when ITV got the World Cup. I think in 91, Rugby World Cup or 95. Okay. And that's the only time I listened to radio sport was when I'd be watching on ITV with the volume turned off and I've Bill McLaren on the radio. Hmm. Yeah, people do that with cricket and then with TMS. The problem the problem with radio football commentary I is that every sport. chance sounds like a goal. I despise it. I can't listen to football on radio. Can't do it. No, I think that was just me. Thank God for that. If it's your own team, I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> For the exact reason that you've said, you, you, yeah. your brain has to follow this kind of rising crowd noise. Yeah. And the commentator can't quite keep up with it yeah. in, in the way that your yeah. eyes could on TV. So your brain is, mm. is constantly going, what the fuck's happening? What the fuck's happening? What the fuck's happening? Yeah. Tell me, tell me. And then and then you have to wait for the opposition's attack to sort of die down. And then the commentator's intonation to go, and it's Johnny, it's Johnny, it's Johnny, it's fizzled out. And you think, oh, fuck. It's yeah. awful. And my team have never won on the radio. Never, ever. In 39 years. <laughs> I mean, statistically, that's unlikely, isn't it? Like England and the curse of ITV. Statistically, that's bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> Not when I've been listening. Never scored a goal. <laughs> Should we do some clips? Yes. Yeah. The great I clip think, because... Right, so Adam sent over an incredibly long list, yep. which I loved. So there are some, Adam, that in the interest of, you know, openness and honesty, I'm going to steal and use please on the podcast do. Uh, yeah, later Please date. do. So, yeah, if, if all of a sudden my choices get better, uh, <laughs> this will be the reason they've been chosen by Adam. I'll, I'll acknowledge At least it means I'll finally listen to your podcast, so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. With respect, I don't listen to any podcasts, so it's nothing, nothing against The Mike Bubbins approach. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's too many. Mike listens to ones that he's on. Yeah, it's too many. Yeah, but only, but only for that episode that I'm on as well. I don't keep listening to it. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just dip in and out. I've listened to one Richard Herring. I've listened to one. What's the Tom Price one? Friend bought a toaster. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've listened to one of those. I've yeah. Listened to one Richard Herring. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Good. Bit of confirmation. Was, was there something that, that those podcasts had in common? Yeah, just the ones I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who told the other day was it Sam? No, someone said they they never watch themselves on TV. What a weird thing. <laughs> Why is that weird? That's normal. Everything I've ever done, I've recorded and, and saved on my Skybox. Do you watch really? it back, though? Yeah. But a lot of stand-up comedians don't like watching themselves back. No, no, absolutely right? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching myself. You know if they did um, <coughs> if they did Mike Bubbins' This Is Your Life? Oh, How yeah. many times do you reckon you'd watch that? Every week after a couple of bottles of wine. <laughs> Kelly, get This Is Your Life on. 
A lot of people from your past. I can't think of anything worse. There were a load of guys who were making a doc. I think I've told this before, but there were were a load of guys who were making a documentary with John Toshak. Oh, yeah, this is amazing. They were were out into Spain. This is amazing. And filming with John, and they're out for a meal and having a really nice night. And then John goes, oh, come back, come back to mine. No, put put a video on. Have a few more bottles of wine. It'd be great. Yes, please. So they go back to his bottles of wine. They're all sitting around with Tosh. This is great. And you know, <laughs> who on, knows what he's going to put on? on? Who knows what video is going to go on at this oh, stage? It could be yes, please. I don't. know. Could be Titanic. Yeah. Could be something dirty. Yeah. I don't know. You don't. You don't know where something he's going dirty, with dirty, dirty films. You don't know. It's a mucky movie. You don't know. And it is his episode of This Is Your Life. Absolutely. That he puts on and talks them through. I think that's fine. Yes, that's fine. Correct. Is it worse? Is it worse than getting (laughs) is it worse than getting some friends around and and say playing Mm. a wedding video? Which a lot of people would do. Yeah. And I think that's more egotistical and more boring. Whereas this is a is a packaged piece of entertainment, just happens to include you. That's fine. Why didn't you still a good piece of TV, isn't it? Worthy of BBC One, it's worthy of showing people. My, my wedding wasn't recorded. We just, we just did photographs. Yeah, we didn't get a videographer Because, either. I mean, Kelly's not good on camera anyway. <laughs> Absolutely ruined it. It's not natural. Yeah, whatever it is, you don't have it, Kelly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, she Sorry. These religious Sorry. Things. I love you, Kel. She moves really weirdly. <laughs> I love her. So, I think we go first clip from Adam. I think we go with the... Soap advert. Oh, the deodorant yeah. advert. Mm. So funny. My name is Bill Leslie. I am a football commentator. Football's always been a passion of mine. I've always loved watching it. I wanted to get involved in a career that had football around it. That's why I consider myself very lucky. Constant struggle getting the balance between life and work getting yourself organised, getting the kids organised, getting everything organised. It's tough because you work unsociable hours, you're away at unusual times, but when I'm at home, I'm at home. Try not to let work come into it too much. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty busy. It's a strange mixture. A lot of it is on your own, like going through the stats, like making sure that you've got all the facts that you might need to do a commentary. When you're actually at the broadcast, it's very much a team game. You've got to have everyone there, making sure that what you do goes to air. It can be quite close-quartered at times, yeah. You've always got to try and expect the unexpected. You always tend to prepare as a commentator about 90% more than you actually ever use. I'm not a brand specific kind of a guy. I never thought of Dove as a brand for men. When it comes to deodorants, I'm a pretty simple man. You know, I want it to work, I want it to last for a long time, and I want it to smell nice, and, and Dove did all that for me. It's a fantastic feeling. Before you go live, you always have that great feeling of being on a high diving board, about to jump off, and there's no going back. And that's why, that's why it'll always get me out of bed. I love it. Yeah, Dove worked for me. It lasted all day. Dove smells nice. And once I put it on, I didn't need to think about putting it on again all day. What the fuck is that, Adam? What, why what soft sound? What I just... <laughs> it really is. That's the weirdest thing about it, Mike, is the fact that it's, it's like... I mean, I mean, I get that advertising has to an extent be quite 
quite subtle. It has to be it has to mm. get into your into your consciousness in a some sort of fairly careful way. But this is mm. way too gentle. <laughs> I mean, and, and that's one part of it. Like, there, it, I mean, for about forty percent of the video, you don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, it could yes. well be this is your life with Sky Sports commentator Bill Leslie. I just yeah. thought you loved Bill Leslie. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's great. Adam's got a favourite commentator. You know, Motson obviously has passed away. Uh, Brian Moore's <laughs> passed away. Barry Davis has retired. Bill Leslie has replaced Bill Leslie. all of these people as Ad- in Adam's affections as his favourite commentator. Because it just seemed to be a sort of infomercial about Bill Leslie. And it's exactly. nice. You got to meet his family. You got to meet his kids. Yeah. You got to it's see so him at home. House, you got to see him cook. You got to see his house. At work, doing his notes. As, as, as gentle as this whole promotion is there is a point where it has to stop being sort of scene setting and eventually he has to say well yeah and just oh, i just happened to use a bit of duff deodorant and, it's, <laughs> and even then the, the the jarring kind of oh i get it now mm-hmm. and so i mean there's that and then i mean there's the overarching question of why does this exist i have yeah. no idea i don't remember how i found it i have no idea this how was I found on it. tv obviously there must be an online ad yeah yeah i don't know and uh, there's another one with a chef which follows the exact yes. same format, yeah. and um, and the, the soundtrack's weird. It's like a, it's yeah. like a Nick Drake album track from 1969. <laughs> it's cello song. It is cello by, song. Uh, by Nick Drake. Yeah, yeah. So so the first thirty seconds is Bill Leslie talking about commentary to cello song, a song I love from Nick mm-hmm. Drake, a musician I love. And I thought, this is this is really nice, quite a bucolic clip. We don't often get clips that make me feel so relaxed. And then suddenly he basically says, commentary can be quite sweaty, so I need, <laughs> so I need a good deodorant. And then he gets the duff out of his suitcase. But, but he describes it as smelling nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. Just it smells nice and it lasts. And nice. Smelling nice is like the third thing. Yeah. He's like, I yeah. it's you like, know, it fits in my suitcase. <laughs> yeah. and it smells nice. We have to give some credit to the to to the to the director of this video because not only does Bill still. Leslie have to gently <laughs> turn the conversation around to using deodorant for his you know for his job for his daily yeah. grind, but they grind. have to shoot him in a way that gently emphasises the positions he finds himself in where he may. Yeah. Perspire. So there's lots of. <laughs> so you know he's wearing he's wearing a suit jacket and a tie, which I don't reckon he normally wears for his commentary yeah. duties at Loftus Road for a championship game, presumably. <laughs> lots of shots of him sort of exposing his armpit. armpit. Oh, just put his hand on his head. Oh yeah. god! And look, it's dry. He doesn't have to say it. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it is one of the most bizarre things I've ever watched. I don't know why it exists. And, uh, but who's it for? Because it's obviously too long mm. to be on TV. And if you if you cut it down, it wouldn't be a TV advert because it hasn't got any of the furniture. So I don't get it. What is it like an industry thing? Is it just for <laughs> is, is it, it just is for it, deodorant enthusiasts? Of corporates, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Baffling, baffling. It is funny. Like when he said, it, you start to get an inkling when he says that uh, my job uh, involves you know, being sitting close to people. Mm. Mm. Like, Where's this going? What, what's this? Oh, going? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It smells nice. Yeah. And it costs less than two pounds. <laughs> when he's at Loftus Road and members of QPR staff are like waving at him and he's waving back with his sort of armpit on display yeah not a problem mm. check these out I've got a light great suit on as well <laughs> not a problem I'm about as close as I've got since 2012 since that video was made to actually asking him about what was going on I'll, I'll get him on I'll get him on cliches <laughs> let's do it um, just for the purposes of asking about the dove advert yeah <laughs> I hope it was a decent decent earner I can't yeah. it was I can't imagine it was the thing with those ads, though, is that they're so easily avoidable. Mm. You just scroll Long through way. it. 
Well, has anyone ever seen the skip ad button and not press skip ad ever? Yeah. Or any ad? That video has been watched on Vimeo 2,602 mm-hmm. times. I am responsible for a good 1,800 of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is it on Vimeo? I don't know. Lends it an air of inaccessibility. Uh, yes. Only, only beaten by if it was on daily motion, which is where the real goal oh, is. Mm. That, that is, yes, that is <laughs> exactly. If you want to breach some copyright, head over to daily motion. 100%. That's where, that's where you put your stuff up. Oh, yeah. I do sort of a fair play, tip of the hat to Dove for a second. Oh, go it's on. Not, it's not a Lynx advert. He's not backstage at Loftus Road with 15 women draped over him because he mm. smells so nice. Mm. <laughs> He's not climbing cliffs like an old school shore advert with a with a big tick on his back, is he? Mm. Oh yeah. Just say no, it's just smell nice. He's not surfing like a sort of brute <laughs> advert or old spice. Well he yeah. has to he has to address like at one point of the video about Dove the brand and why he chose it. And he kind mm. of has to muddle through it by saying, Well, I was kind of aware of it, but I don't know, my wife uses it, I guess, but it was just never something I really chose. And then I suddenly started using it and it's great. I <laughs> reckon <laughs> I reckon they gave him a skeleton script. Yeah, real skeleton script, and, and then said, "Bill, just, you just do it in your own words." Undersell the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> he did it in his own words, which were identical to the skeleton script. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he. I don't think you see much of. I don't think he finessed it very much. What you want me to say? Just, just, just say how nice it smells. It smells nice. <laughs> It, to his credit, there is at no point in this video does it sound like he's he's uttering any sort of tagline or kind of commercially <laughs> scripted. Oh, he's lying exactly. Yeah, no, he's not lying. Completely genuine. I'm not sure that is his suitcase. Those are his pants, and that is his short. Yeah, yeah. Not and sure. His, and, his, and his kids Dove. and his kids do like yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of part one. Then there will be more of this interview with Adam headed your way on Friday. If you would like the full whack of the interview, if you like. If you want to get involved in our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash distantpod. There are various prices on the Patreon. So jump on that, have a look at it, and um, subscribe there. You get half an hour extra on all of the guest episodes, and you get the second round of clips. So it's pretty much half an hour every single week that you get on top of what you get regularly. So I would head there if I was you, but I'm not you. It's okay. So get yourself over there and listen to the full episode. If you don't want to do that and you want to wait for Friday, then I shall talk to you on Friday. Friday.